The Coffee Break Liberty Podcast, Episode 29. Welcome back, everybody, to the Coffee Break Liberty Podcast. It has been several weeks, and I apologize for that. I have just been very busy. I've been moving, I've been going back and forth to Texas three times in the last four weeks. I've been very busy. And in saying that, Gino, the Liberty Dog, is here in Georgia. So, that's pretty awesome. Him and I are reunited and he is getting ready to tear up the state. And in doing so, he is taking a nap in the other room. That's how he's getting ready to do that, folks. But I am glad to be back behind the microphone. My goodness, it's been a chore with that as well. You guys can't tell, but I definitely can. I now have two computers set up because my main computer just doesn't like my microphone anymore. Oh my goodness. When it rains, it storms sometimes, but that's all right. And before we jump into this week's episode, I want to remind you guys about the CoffeeBreakLiberty.com store. So if you go to CoffeeBreakLiberty.com, in the upper portion of the page, there's a tab for the store. And I want you to go click on it, and I want you to check it out. Because there you're going to find mugs, laptop cases, phone cases, stickers. They're going to have the Coffee Break Liberty logo on them. You know, libertarian-esque symbology and quotes. Go check it out. And when you go, though, to coffeebreakliberty.com, wait around for about 10 to 15 seconds, and you're going to get hit with a prompt to sign up for the newsletter. And I'm telling you, sign up for that newsletter. Sign up for it. Because when you do, you're going to get a code for 10% off of your first order from the coffeebreakliberty.com store. So go to coffeebreakliberty.com, sign up for that newsletter, and then get yourself a mug. As I pointed out earlier, it has been a few weeks and, you know, a lot has actually gone on, but there's three topics that I want to talk about, and the first one is going to be the debt limit. For those paying attention, right, you know, of course, the Republicans and the Democrats, again, colluding with each other, you know, just talking a big game, the Republicans at this point, they don't do anything, but they're talking about the debt limit and how they'd, they're not going to raise it and they're going to hold the, the budget hostage and it's the worst thing and it's criminal and they're the worst that could ever do it. And then, of course, they raise the debt limit again because money means nothing. So while inflation has gone up now over 5% two months in a row, that's right, that dollar in your pocket is worth 10% less. How awesome is that? They decided to raise the debt limit so that the government doesn't default. Who cares if they default? Let them default. Oh, then then America's trustworthiness in the credit markets won't be as good. That's a good thing. That's what happens. If you or I, we exceed our credit limit, the credit card companies say, hey, we're not going to give you a loan next time you're trying to get one because you're not reliable. That's the U.S. government. You can't just print money and pay off the debt and be like, hey, look how reliable we are. Oh, but our people now are poor. What kind of plan is that? It's no plan. They don't. If it is a plan, my goodness, it's a plan to, you know, rake us over the coals. As some people have pointed out, it almost seems like it is the plan, right? It's so malicious 
Because if it was all done by accident, they'd maybe get something right every once in a while. But they don't. They never get things right. So again, we have a higher debt limit. And the United States government, along with the Treasury, because it's really not the, not the government at the Fed, it's all privately owned banks, blah, 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 whatever. They're going to print more money to pay off more debt, and they're just going to keep borrowing and borrowing and borrowing. And then they're going to point fingers at each other and say, look, look at how bad that other party is right over there. They're the ones screwing you over. No, it's all of them. It's every single one of them. It's that ruling class. Again, they are attacking your paycheck, be it through more taxation or inflation, this time both. And for what? So they can borrow more money and spend it on more war crimes? So they can run bigger deficits next year? This is not a plan for s- sustainability. This, is, <laughs> this reminds me of you know, the whole situation. There, there was an old Three Stooges skit. And for those who don't know who the Three Stooges are, well, look them up. It's old vaudeville comedy from the 30s and 40s and things like that. But there was a hole in a boat. And there's water coming into this boat. And I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Larry. He takes a gun and he shoots another hole in the boat. And Mo asks him, hey, why did you do that? He says, well, now there's a hole for the water to get out of. That's what these people are doing. They're putting more holes in the boat. That we're all in, whether we like it or not. So it's up to you. It's up to us. It's up to, you know, it's part of our being responsible. We have to find a way to survive the boat crash, the boat sinking, right? While those, while that ruling class and the people that just follow them blindly are rearranging the furniture on the Titanic, right? We're going for the lifeboats. I don't have all the answers on where you are and what that may look like for you. But that's going to be investing your money in things you understand. Investing your time in learning new skills. Investing your energy in applying these new skills. It's going to be investment in the human capital. Your human capital. You need to be better than you were yesterday. Because yes, it is the debt limit, right? That's part of it. But it's the whole bigger picture. They're rearranging the furniture on the Titanic. We need to be finding the lifeboats. The second topic I want to discuss is the whistleblower that we saw come out against Facebook that used to work at Facebook and is now asking the government to regulate more of Facebook. Oh yeah, because that doesn't sound like a government plant or a Facebook plant, whatever. It, It reeks of collusion, right? It doesn't sound at all like a private company that wants to stay private. Now, I have no evidence of this. So this could just be me, you know, shooting an arrow and painting a bullseye where it lands because it sounds good and conspiratorial to me, right? But this is all part of Facebook's plan now. Yes, they were pushing it back against the government for years, and now they view it as, wait a minute. If we partner up with the government officially, you know, if we get the government involved, putting more oversight on us, quote unquote, oversight, they'll just run the same show. They'll just run. They'll just do what they're doing. But then that gives Facebook the credibility because now they are the one and approved social media. And then it will go to Twitter 
You know, that's what you'll end up having. You'll have government approved social media. You already have that in media, right? You already see that. We've seen that in the last, you know, year. The fact checkers, the automatic fact checking. Well, this this is an approved news source. Whether whether the information is true or not doesn't matter. It's where it comes from that upsets, that triggers the fact checkers and things like that. It's not the facts. It's never the facts. It's where the news comes from. And it if it doesn't come from the approved sources, which the government will be and already is, you know, you can post anything from the government, almost anything from the government, and it's an approved source. It's approved and it's treated as fact. So that's what this whistleblower is to me. That's what I see it as. I see it as Facebook trying to now get ahead of what's coming. Because there are people asking, and I don't understand this. Oh, we need the, we need the government to break up big tech. Hold on. You're, you're upset at the government, but you want them to now step in and break up big tech for you? You realize that's not going to work in anybody's advantage. If anything, it's going to work in Facebook and the government's advantage. It ain't going to work to your advantage if government comes in and quote-unquote breaks up big tech, whatever that even means. It means nothing. Let's be honest. It means nothing. It's just break up big tech. Oh, we're going to break up big oil. Yeah, so what happened when they broke up big oil? They turned standard oil into about 10 different oil companies. It was still owned by the same people. It didn't change anything. It just changed the name. It, then it became an easier shell game to have. We're going to do have now a regional Facebook. Get out of here. If you want the government involved in their social media, you're part. You're, you're, you're not seeing what's going on. If you want the government to come in and regulate Facebook, you're playing right into their hand. They're playing you like a fiddle. Why on earth would you want the people that we don't like, right? The government overall, why would we want something that we are against to come in and break up Facebook, break up big tech? Get out of here, Dave Rubens of the world. If you're looking for the government to save you, you're already lost. You're o- you're already in danger. Do not look for the go- do not look towards the government to save you, to help you out. If you are relying on them to act on your behalf, you're screwed. So don't rely on them to break up big tech, to end censorship on Facebook. You you think the government is going to end censorship? The government throws people in jail for protesting. They throw people in jail for writing against wars and you want them to come in and censor or not censor, but you know, regulate what Facebook is doing. Get out. You think the government is going to protect free speech? You you guys are, you're lost. These people that think this, they, they don't understand. The government is part of the problem. And now you want them to be involved more with your life and more with your recreational activities, right? That, that being Facebook. This is not a solution. This is not a way to achieve more liberty. It's really just asking for that jackboot to be right on your neck. The third and final topic I wanted to talk about this week are the Beltway Libertarians and what needs to be done with them. 
We've been seeing it a lot lately, these past few months, especially with the drawdown in Afghanistan that these Beltway Libertarians, and for those who don't understand the term, these are the Libertarians that come from uh, Cato Institute and Yale, Young Americans for Liberty. And it's not everybody at Cato, and it's not everybody at Yale. It's not everybody. But there's quite a few, and they're very prominent in these two organizations. Essentially, they're just neocons, right? That claim to be libertarians because they're in favor of decriminalizing weed and you know they don't mind if gay people get married everything else they're neocons against or for rather right they, they hold the same position as bill crystal and this last week we had one from yale young americans for liberty and i will butcher her name temeniha de Zorgi. I I really don't know. It's Persian. My Arabic is horrible. My Pashtun is very bad. My Persian is the worst. So I really butchered that. But anyway, she is a writer over at Yale and she writes, I think, for a few other, you know, publications, right? And we're going to start with her tweet and then what she also posted along her tweet. But her tweet was, People who supported the withdrawal from Afghanistan and pulling the rug out from under our allies should stop calling themselves anti-war. That was the most pro-war move of the century. So that was her original tweet. And then when she posted it on Facebook, she posted this along with it. And you shouldn't call yourself a liberal, a feminist, or a libertarian either. I don't know when, I don't know when anti-war, you know, meant, uh, she's not calling herself anti-war, to be fair. She's not saying that. But if you support the withdrawal from Afghanistan, I would think that would be pretty anti-war because that would end the uh, war in Afghanistan. And that seems to be a very common... I know not every libertarian or self-proclaimed libertarian clearly thinks that you know the war in Afghanistan should have ended... Apparently, this this person, she thinks that the war in Afghanistan should go on for a 21st year. Maybe 22nd, 23rd, who knows? Just stay there forever. Just stay there forever. Why, why quit when you're ahead? But we see this a lot, right, from these Beltway libertarians. These libertarians that live in, well, the Beltway, or that's where they kind of base themselves out of. And she... Somebody called her that, you know, in, in her comments and uh, on this post. And her reply was, oh, well, no, I'm not a Beltway Libertarian. I just go to school there. Hold on now. You have the same opinions as Cato and Bill Crystal and everybody at Fox News except for like three people. You support the regime and the wars they carry out. You're worse than a Beltway Libertarian, really. You're just a neocon. You're not even a libertarian, these people. And that's what they are. They're, they're neocons that call themselves libertarians, Beltway libertarians. But they come from respectable sources, right? They come from the approved sources that Facebook allows, that Instagram allows, right? Things that aren't approved are, you know, you, you, hey, if you don't come from Cato or Yale, you know, Young Americans for Liberty, y'all, I guess, whatever. That's not an approved source. You, you're not an approved source unless you come from one of those two sources. So you, you, can't, you can't have that opinion. 
Those are the only approved libertarian opinions. You, 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 you support the wars and you also are for people getting married that want to get married and weed, uh, marijuana, and drug decriminalization. There you go. You're a Beltway libertarian. You're a neocon is what you are. I try not to get into gatekeeping too much. I let other people do that. But this is definitely a time when gatekeeping is, you know, hey, don't steal the terms that a lot of people identify themselves at that are against the war. Full stop. No ifs, ands, or buts to say that ending the war was the most pro-war move of the century. And I want to be clear, too. This, this woman, she is an immigrant from Iran. Now, I don't know when her and her family left Iran, but I know she was there in the 2000s because she writes about it in an article about how Afghan refugees were entering Iran terrified because of the war that she just said needs to keep going. Possibly millions dead due to the war in Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria. Tens of millions displaced. Trillions of dollars wasted. And for what? And she's going to say that, hey, if you support getting out of Afghanistan, you can't call yourself anti-war. You're actually pro-war. Get out of here. These people are scum. For somebody who has been, you know, around the world, she, and I'll give her that, you know, she's got a lot more experience than most Americans. Most people that live in the U.S., she's got a lot of different experiences. And she can draw on those, but she clearly refuses to do that. I mean, you think... We talked about it here before anyways. It's not like the Afghan government that was elected, if they were that. You know, it's the puppet state that was put in. It's not like they were saints anyways. They were still running drugs. They were still raping women and children and boys. This was, you know, these were government officials doing this. They were still extorting the people, murdering the people. Yeah, the Taliban stinks and so does the Afghan government before it think that's anti-war you're not anti-war you're pro-war if you if you support getting out of afghanistan get out of here but you know what hey to all those people that think that way and there's probably none listening to this podcast but all those people i've said it before hey you can buy a ticket over there you still can you can buy a ticket to afghanistan go fight the taliban you've had your time to do it what's stopping you now hey if maybe you can't get that flight to afghanistan Here's, here's a newsflash. It's a landlocked country. You can fly to one of the several countries surrounding it and just go across the border. Go to Pakistan, Uzbek, Iran. Well, Iran's going to be hard to get to, but you get the idea. China's right there. Turkmenistan's there. You know, they're all there in the area. Nothing is stopping these people from doing that. But no, they don't. it doesn't bother them because they're not the ones losing their loved ones. They're not the ones going over there, sacrificing their youth, putting their bodies on the line for nothing, for the regime. But she supports it. And so do these Beltway libertarians, these neocons. So what needs to be done with them, they need to be pretty much shown for what they are. Every time you see them post from now on, like I said, it's not everybody from Cato, but it's a lot of them. It's not everybody from Young Americans for Liberty, but it's a lot of them. Every time these people post this kind of garbage, even if it's not even clear which way they're kind of going, remind everybody else. 
blast them. Show them for the embarrassment that they are because they are useless and if not worse, they are dangerous because they are taking a title, taking a name that actually has meaning and they are butchering it. It's like the same time the whole all the leftists for the last five years said everything Trump did was fascist. They don't even know what the word means. They don't. And clearly these neocons at Cato and Young Americans for Liberty, they don't know what the word libertarian means. They don't know what it means to be anti-war. They don't know what it means to be an anarchist. They have no idea. It's beyond them. So this is a time when I would say, when you see them, yeah, it's time to gatekeep. Don't let them steal the language. Alrighty, and before I hop off, guys, I want to remind you of the affiliate program that I am a part of. So if you go to coffeebreakliberty.com, in the upper portion of the page, there's an affiliate tab next to the store tab. And I want you to click on that affiliate tab and read about it and check it out. Now, when you go there, you're going to see a banner for Bluehost, and I want you to sign up for Bluehost. But I want you to sign up for Bluehost because it is an amazing company. And when you sign up through my banner, you're going to get a discounted rate and you're going to get free publicity for your new website that you start on Bluehost. Because everybody should have a website. So like I said, it's at coffeebreakliberty.com and that affiliate tab. And that free publicity you're going to get is going to be on the podcast, the Instagram page, well, my personal Instagram page, my Twitter, the Facebook pages, my personal and the Coffee Break Liberty page, you're going to reach thousands of people with free publicity with your new webpage. So I want you to go check it out, like I said, at coffeebreakliberty.com and that affiliate tab. Had some troubles going live this week, guys. It looks like Facebook messed up whatever they had going on. I may have to change browsers or something. This, this computer that I've been using for so long is just not working again. I'll blame Bill Gates on that one for this week. But I do try to go live Friday evenings, 9 p.m.-ish Eastern. But until the next one, take care.